0: Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers podcast at the Home Care 100 Leadership Conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're here getting the latest insights from home care thought leaders. This is Liza Berger, editor of McKnight's Home Care. I am sitting here with Travis Pessina, CEO and founder of Contessa, a hospital at home company, and you also provide sniff at home services. Tell us about your business model.
1: Absolutely. Liza, first and foremost, thanks for having me today. Um, We started Contessa with a goal of treating high-acuity patients in the home. Uh, Our first focus was on hospital-eligible patients, so taking those patients who have failed ambulatory treatments, they meet the criteria to be admitted to an inpatient facility, but rendering those same level of services that they would receive in a hospital in their home. Um, We then evolved our model to uh, focus on patients, as you noted, our SNF-eligible, our skilled nursing facility, So think of a higher acuity patient that absolutely needs to be admitted. Someone that's having an acute MI, they've had a stroke, they're recovering from a surgical procedure. But instead of discharging that patient to a skilled nursing facility, we can bring them home and replicate those intensive therapy services they would receive in a SNF in their home. And then lastly, our third core model is to treat patients that need palliative level services. So those that are chronically ill, they're never gonna recover from their um, condition that they have, but really providing um, the comfort treatment that they need to manage that long-term illness.
0: You uh, somewhat recently were acquired by Metasys, one of the largest home health companies. How is that partnership working out?
1: As a former M&A uh, transaction individual, it actually has gone shockingly well. Um, you know, you always have to think about the things that are said and sometimes dynamics change and result and a different way of handling things, but the Emeticis leadership team and the entire organization has really embraced Contessa. I think first and foremost, they were extremely respectful of our culture and and ensuring that we maintained that culture. Um, Secondly, they understood and respected the fact that they are not in our business. So they didn't try to come in and tell us all the things that we should do differently because they just don't understand that business, but they knew that it was something that could really improve and enhance uh, the offering of a Metasys. And lastly, what I'd say is, uh, they're committed to the strategy. They continue to invest in our company, in our segment, uh, and they're looking for it to become, You know, now it's a third standalone segment, uh, they're looking for it to become a pretty considerable part of the organization in the future, so we're excited about that opportunity.
0: Can you tell me more about that growth trajectory? How many markets are you in now, and where are you projected to be?
1: We are currently operational in eight markets, um, and our goal for the end of 22 is to be live in at least 15 markets. Uh, we're well on the way uh, to making that a reality. We're hoping maybe we can even hit a stretch goal of, uh, of maybe 17 or 18 markets.
0: Where is the ceiling on, on this particular niche?
1: If everyone that is a a part of the hospital at home or high-acuity care in the home industry were honest with themselves, they'd say that this is truly the top of the first inning. I'm a baseball fan, so I like to use baseball analogies. Um, For instance, um, Medicare did not reimburse for hospital-level services in the home until the middle of the pandemic. They initiated a waiver program where health systems that were approved could offer this service to Medicare fee-for-service patients. There's probably around 200 or 225 hospitals that have signed up for it, but CMS released a report um, in a periodical that noted there had only been about 1800 patients treated. So it is very, very early days. Payers, um, our health insurance companies by and large, um, don't reimburse for this on a large scale. Contessa was the first one to secure reimbursement from national payers, so we were forging the path in that regard. So I think there's a tremendous amount of growth opportunity with the health insurance companies as well. So having more health systems sign up for it, having more health insurance companies sign up for it, will lead physicians to be more comfortable referring patients to this and generate pretty explosive growth for the industry.
0: Do you see more payers getting interested in this? Is it just a question of a lack of education when, because it's so new?
1: I do see payers getting more interested in this and it's evidenced by not only Contessa's uh, signing of new contracts, but other organizations as well. I think an issue that you know, hindered the growth of the acceptance of health plans was the fact that CMS did not reimburse for it right it's It takes some open-mindedness, if you will, to say, wait, you're going to take a patient that that should be admitted to a hospital, and now you're going to send that patient home? Naturally, there was some resistance. But when CMS dedicated a lot of resources to this, they evaluated the program and noted that they would start reimbursing for it. That's always a good barometer, if you will, for health insurance companies to do new things. And so with that, you've seen the adoption come about pretty rapidly.
0: What about sniff at home? Is it the same kind of growth potential as, as hospital at home? And and then I want to talk to you about ch- the choose home bill.
1: Sniff at home. It, this is a high class problem for Contessa. I think it's it's an unfortunate truth for our healthcare industry. I actually think sniff at home may grow at a faster pace than traditional hospital at home. The reason being the challenges that are plaguing the sniff industry currently. Right now, we're hearing from pretty much all of our partners; they are having tremendous issues discharging patients to SNF for various reasons. The SNFs don't have adequate staff. They have really stringent COVID protocols. And because of that, patients are sitting in their hospital beds for unnecessarily long lengths of stay. That being so, we've seen a tremendous amount of interest for that model. So I think you could see that, uh, that particular product growing at a faster pace than hospital at home or palliative at home services.
0: So now, uh, bringing us to the choose uh, choose home bill, which seems to uh, be somewhat stuck in Congress right now, that would significantly help uh, your cause. Is that right? If that were to pass,
1: I, I think there are nuances. I don't. I'm, let me clarify. I'm not as uh, as close to the specific. Uh, Elements of choose home. I'm familiar with the concept in nature. I think obviously having that type of legislation would be great for organizations like a and contessa Um, the As they say the devil's in the details when we talk about sniff at home patients and since we predominantly work with Medicare Advantage payers we being contessa the Requirements for a patient to be discharged to a sniff are different than the requirements for a Medicare fee-for-service patient and Medicare right now Medicare fee-for-service, you need to stay in a hospital for three days. If you do that, then you can be discharged to a SNF. Medicare Advantage plans have much stringent clinical requirements, um, and so our clinical model is not 100% aligned with the Choose Home, but I think overall that program obviously could be beneficial for the industry.
0: Well, thank you so much, Travis Messina. This was a real pleasure, and I hope to talk with you again.
1: Likewise. Thank you, Liza. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening and be sure to listen to our other podcasts from the Home Care 100 Leadership Conference in Scottsdale, Arizona.